Welcome to Highland Objects, podcasts that take you on a cultural tour of the Highlands and Islands of Scotland. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Highland Objects or visit the website highlandobjects.wordpress.com. Podcast 32 The Ulbster Stone. Hello and welcome to this year's presentation on the Alpsterstone, one of the most prized pieces in the collection of the North Coast Visitor Center, a museum up here in Fersurso, the northernmost town on the Scottish mainland. Now the Alpsterstone takes its name from the place where it was originally found, that being in the graveyard of St. Martin's Chapel by the coastal village of Alpster just a few miles south of the town of Wick. A few decades after being first unearthed, the stone was then brought up to Sorzo, namely on top of a small artificial mound in front of Sorzo Castle. Sorzo Castle being the home of Clan Sinclair, the Earls of Caseness. There it served as presumably a rather fancy lawn ornament. And initially it was relatively safe there. Unfortunately in the 19th century the stone was defaced by having the words the Alpster stone carved into its side. I will admit it is a very professionally done and nice looking carving. However it is a carving of course written in the Queen's English and back when it was first carved by Pictish craftsmen Nobody would have even known the word Alpster, so it's not exactly within the spirit of the original designers. But speaking of that spirit, now the stone stands at roughly 5 foot tall, is roughly rectangular in size, and thus has two dominant sides, each one filled with symbols. Both sides, let's call them side A and side B, are dominated by a cross. Now side A, unfortunately it is rather faded so that it's hard to make out most of the carvings, which probably was a reason why it is also the site where the Alpster stone was carved into it. That side is absolutely dominated by a big Latin cross, almost as tall as the stone itself. Whereas side B, where the carvings are still much easier to decipher, has a much smaller and more simple cross. So both crosses are filled with nice interlacing Pictish patterns. Certainly a big source of inspiration for many artists. Now, it is uh, definitely strongly believed that those crosses have Christian origins. And the Alpster stone was presumably carved in the 8th century. And at that point, Missionaries such as San Columba would have already converted large parts of the Kingdom of the Picts. Now, aside from the uh, crosses, whose meaning is more or less relatively clear, the Alpster Stone holds a lot of other symbols. In fact, it is believed that the Alpster Stone holds more symbols than any other Pictish monument discovered so far. And, as is usual with the Picts, 
There really is a lot of uncertainty what most of those symbols mean, but let's go on to what those symbols are. For one thing, there is um, the V-Rod. V-Rod consisting of a very wide V, interlaced with a crescent shape, both of its tips pointing downwards, and with a few ornamented uh, ends. The V-Rod again is one of the more common picture symbols, but again, nobody can be quite sure what exactly it's supposed to symbolize. There are more ordinary symbols, such as fish, a flowering plant, multiple lions on both sides, or a serpent, also a kneeling man. Now, here's the issue of context. Namely, when is a symbol a symbol, and what kind of symbol? For example, the fish. Is a fish just supposed to symbolize a fish, the animal? Or is it in reference to a fishing industry, a fisherman, or a fishing grounds? Or even is it in reference to part of the Bible that involves fish? Or even a part of ancient Pictish mythology predating Christianity that also somehow involves fish? Same question can be asked about the plants or the lions. So, of course, there's a question, are those actually lions? They don't exactly have manes, so it could be any other cats. But two of those lions on side A, looking up at the cross, are quite similar to um, other symbols of lions, which have a definite uh, Christian connection. So it's quite possible that that's a reference to the biblical story of David, who could not be harmed by lions. Then of course there's a serpent, and again, is it just a serpent? Has a deeper meaning? Is it even the serpent from the Garden of Eden, which brought sin to the world? Or is it um, the Midgard serpent, thus having a more Viking, Nordic collection? Or again, a serpent from old Pictish stories? Who knows? Also similar with the Kneeling Man. Now the Kneeling Man... Presumably um, is a symbol of devotion, but is it devotion to Christianity? Then there are the more abstract symbols such as the double disc, basically just uh, two circles connected by two lines. And I had one expert once tell me those are supposed to represent the sun and the moon. Another expert says, no, no, those are wheels. For all I know, it might be the duality of man. No one knows for sure, but that is the beauty of it in a way. There's also paired crescents. And then we move on to the more overtly mystical part of the whole thing. With symbols such as the hippocamp, that now is basically a horse mermaid. Imagine a horse, or the front part of a horse, with the tail of a fish. It is quite a common symbol on other Pictish monuments, so who knows? Might be how people saw dolphins or sharks back in the day, or it's from some part of Pictish mythology. Quite similar then is also the Pictish beast. Again, one of the more common Pictish symbols, but again, no one knows quite for sure what exactly it is. It's basically a funny looking animal that some people have taken to represent just a funny looking horse. Others say it's a dolphin. Then some people also think it kinda looks like an elephant because it seems to have a trunk. 
And well, elephants aren't exactly a common sight up here in northern Scotland, but seeing how the Alps are stone was carved in the 8th century, at that time cases would have already had contact with people from Rome, or Vikings, both people, or cultures, who had actually traveled down to places that had actual elephants. So maybe it was just replication of a story and something got lost in translation. Again, as always, there are so many things we do not yet know about the Picts, and many of them we probably will never know for certain. But that in a way, to me, is the beauty of the Picts, and of objects like the Alpster Stone, because they allow us a small but curious glimpse in this mystical culture, and it offers insight and inspiration. Highland Objects is brought to you by Expo North Heritage, which is supported by Museums and Heritage Highland, Museums Gallery Scotland, Creative Scotland, Highlands and Islands Enterprise and Historic Environment Scotland.